0: Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Chris Hyland. Chris is Senior Manager of Internal Communications at 23andMe, and in this episode, we talk about the process of setting up internal communications as a corporate function, communications training for middle management, and designing asynchronous content experiences for colleagues. In this episode, you'll hear Chris talk about the fact that your employees and colleagues don't always wanna know everything about everything. But the reverse is also true. Some people do wanna go deep. And with a virtual-first workforce, what are the content formats that allow for an on-demand, deeper topic exploration? Company podcasts uniquely untether a team member from their computer while also enabling a fuller content experience. You can explore specific content areas, seamlessly integrate experts, conduct Q&A, seed initiatives, and align the content with your editorial calendar. Venly is an audio platform for business, and we believe that your audio should live where you do business. Using Venly, you can seamlessly and securely share company audio content to Slack and embed players on your intranet, all with enterprise security, privacy, and analytics. Are you curious about how audio might play a role in how you communicate and message your employees? Email me directly at brian at Co. That's brian b-r-i-a-n at venly v-e-n-n-l-y dot c-o. And now the awesome Chris Hyland. Hi, Chris. Good afternoon, Brian. How are you, bud? Chris Highland is a senior manager leading the internal communications team at 23andMe. His combined tenure and background in communications and human resources perfectly demonstrates his passion for helping people understand the complex. Creatively blending marketing principles with the knowledge of HR practices has led Chris to successfully establish, build, and grow internal communication teams at both small and large companies. His diverse career experience includes the know-how of communication strategies, executive communications, intranets, social media, recruitment branding, mergers and acquisitions, company values, diversity, recruiting, learning and development benefits, employee relations and company culture. With a degree in communication studies from San Jose State University and a Bay Area native, Chris's mantra is all about keeping employees informed and engaged. Chris, thanks for being with me, man. Hey, I really
1: appreciate the time, happy to be here.
0: You were the first internal communications hire at 23 Me, and part of your job way back when was identifying and building reliable digital channels for internal use. Where did you start when thinking about that challenge? Was it getting executive alignment? Did you use surveys and focus groups of employees? Walk me through the process that you undertook.
1: All of the above. You know, the very important philosophy with internal communications is that your customers Are your fellow employees, and they're the ones that should be helping you shape any kind of internal communication strategy. So for the first uh, three months that I was there, it included um, taking a look at the previous year's engagement survey, because most companies do that, so all right, that's a data point. I went on a uh, listening tour across the entire organization, talked to different levels of executives, directors, individual contributors from all across departments to get their feedback about what's working and what's not working with internal communications. And then also we did an internal communication survey. And so we wanted to make sure we casted a wider net to get feedback again about what's working and what's not working. So taking all of those data points and really kind of understanding the needs for employees and also making sure that we aligned our internal communication strategy with the company strategy was vitally important. So that way, when you know I did present our strategy about what our internal communications plan is going to look like for the next year, two years, three years, there was data behind it and it made sure it was relating again to our mission as a company. So it's important that you use all of the listening mechanisms as you can to develop your strategy. And it's also when you finally share that back with employees, they feel like they've been heard and that the strategy to communicate to them is something that they actually want, desire, and can align with.
0: One of the more effective strategies that you implemented, and this is pre-pandemic, was something called the Toilet Times. It was a one-pager that lived in the bathroom stalls and above urinals. It's sort of the ultimate non-digital out-of-home messaging strategy because- (laughs) You have a captive audience at eye level. (laughs) What's the balance between doing something funny and a little cheeky like that and something that might be perceived of as inappropriate? Because I can see a scenario where you bring this idea to management and your leadership team and they're like, no way, we can't do something like this.
1: It's okay to label anything a pilot when you're first trying to test something out because it gives you a little bit of that wiggle room, right? To say, okay, maybe it didn't work. There's my feedback. The cool part though about the toilet times is I can't take 100% credit for it either because it was our VP of research. She wanted to use that as a mechanism to communicate what was happening within research instead of using like our broader company-wide town hall that we call Flash Friday. So when I came in, it was there, but it was a little stale, right? So I partnered with actually another member of our research team and well, let's just build maybe a cadence of different topics, both business-related and even some some fun interests and so, when we first built this schedule, we wanted to see, okay, what are some easy win topics that everybody could relate to? Um, so we tried it for the first few months, and we called it a pilot. I gave, you know, my my boss a heads up. I gave our, our CEO a heads up. Hey, we're going to try this for a couple months. See what you think. If you like it, great. We'll continue with it. If you don't, you know, we'll take it down. So we tried it, and it's amazing that people were learning about therapeutic drug development research processes and you would hear people actually talk about what they learned on the toilet times in the hallways and the break rooms they would pull me off the side like hey like what is this new one about you know our GWAS cancer, this new one about benefits and how we measured even the success of that you know since we implemented it was we would actually take for example a benefits um, program that we offer and measure okay what's the participation rate beforehand let's just say it's you know. of employees use it. And then after a toilet times for about a month, what's the participation rate after? 20, 30%. So that's how we can somewhat uh, measure the success of it. In addition to just business acumen. um, And we run an internal comms survey about every 18 months, the entire company to ask, all right, what's working, what's not working. And the toilet times, time after time, uh, comes as one of the most popular communication mechanisms across the company.
0: There's a huge emphasis on executive communications, but I know that you feel passionately about middle management communications, right? And so this is how you explained it to me. So let me, let me play it back to you. It's hard for employees to ignore their managers. And so the manager's message needs to be accurate and persuasive. How do you work with mid-level managers on their communications? In particular, it feels like there might be a steep learning curve for a first-time manager and how they handle communicating with their new employees.
1: It's important that we first off partner with our people team or, or HR team to make sure that we're aligning any manager related communications with things like management developments or management training programs that already exist today. So once we align on that, we then um, want to, what we do is we make cameos at a weekly, uh, we call it the weekly sync. It's basically directors and above once a month. And we go in there and share with managers on behalf of internal communications. Here's what's coming up. Here are two to three slides you can share with your teams about specific initiatives as well as talking points. And what this does, especially for new managers or even managers who have been uh, around the company for a while, it helps align that messaging that it it, it continues across the entire company. A part of the internal comm survey that we did is we also asked what are the most reliable communication mediums you, you prefer? Managers are always on the top three. So we have to make sure that we equip our middle management with the right messages because I can ignore an email, I can ignore a poster, I can ignore a Toilet Times, I can ignore a Slack message, but you can't ignore a conversation that you're having with your manager or within team meetings. So we want to make sure that we use both a combination of digital, kind of the paper Toilet Times version, and also kind of the in-person touch uh,
0: communication channels for
1: employees.
0: With the pandemic, you've moved to virtual messaging, right? Obviously, Mm -hmm. you shared with me that you do a a Monday e-newsletter and a company-wide town halls that are called Feisty Fridays. What are some of the best practices that you've developed for digital communication? What tactics have you developed over the last 18 months that you think might remain even when people do return to offices?
1: It's first acknowledging that everybody is not working on the same platforms, right? So some people are paying attention to Slack. Some people pay attention to email. Again, some people may pay attention to the managers better or our town hall on Friday. The important thing with any communication channel, both digital in-person or a little bit more rudimentary, is you've got to put the same messages across all of them. It may sound redundant, but you know, if you're learning something for the first time, like you have to hear it a few times before you actually pick it up. And so it's using our intranet. Uh, which also features our blog feature. So we highlight stories. We highlight people's stories, which is is very special for our culture, but also making sure that we promote those stories and those messages across Slack, across email, across our our town hall 5C Friday. So employees, by the time they hit 5C Friday, which is our company town hall, they might've heard the message already once or twice, and that's okay. And we want to do that because we know people are so busy throughout the day, especially working at home, I have kids, uh, other people have kids or other commitments. It's very easy to, to be disconnected or, or uh, be distracted about trying to keep messages in front of you. So it's hit them where they are, it hit them across all of the spectrums, both digitally in person and in the rudimentary people form.
0: When we connected offline, you made the point that not everyone at the company wants to know every single detail about every single thing and that's okay. How does that manifest itself in your messaging strategies? Because you just said, and I think rightfully so, you got to hit people in a bunch of different ways. But not everyone wants to be hit on every single thing, right? So, what is the balance here that you're trying to strike?
1: So it's the uh, the too long didn't read kind of mantra, right? So even if we're doing like a quick snippet of a you know important message about you know benefits, as an example, give at least two or three bullet points. But we also want to offer the opportunity to do a deeper dive. If employees want detail on specific product launch or how we're developing certain reports at 23andMe or therapeutic drug development, it's important to give employees that opportunity to not only join um, a session where they can deeper dive into a specific topic, but also even make sure that you record it and publish that that happened and giving opportunities for employees to rewatch it afterwards in case they do wanna go back and say like, you know what, actually, I, de- I do need to know that. And that's why it's important also that we equip our managers with hair is something important to reinforce with their team. we often is lunch and learns about this new product launch. We encourage your teams to go. If they can't, it's okay. There's other ways you can find it, but you have to kind of give them the, the bullet points to walk away with if they don't attend but also get that opportunity to do a deeper dive into the full knowledge to make sure that they they have the right knowledge to do their jobs and uh, move our mission
0: forward. Let me get you out on this. I think everyone who's sitting in internal communications is thinking about the future as it pertains to return to work. How are you thinking about this question?
1: The biggest thing I think of is how do we keep employees informed and engaged who are gonna be working and living in different locations. It was very convenient when everyone was in the office five days a week.
0: Now we may have
1: an office where we have employees only in the office a few days a week, and there might be you know, different time zones now. So how do we change things in our, moral, you know, our communication practices? Uh, one of the things that I think about is our company-wide town halls. When we're at the office all the time, we encourage everybody, yeah, got to be there in person, got to be there in person, got to hear our calls and updates from the executives. But this new worker from home mode, the experience for many employees has been better because they can see the executives talking to them. They can see the presentations uh, without having to look on screens that are far away or looking around people. So then how do we offer that kind of engaging experience? How do we solve for remote first for like a company-wide town hall using Zoom and other mediums in that way, but also still offer that in-person opportunity. So that's one thing I'm thinking about. And then secondly, how do we, you know, is there something more that we could do like on mobile phones? Can we offer a mobile phone app uh, to employees? We gotta make sure our internet is more mobile enabled. So again, how we're thinking about is, is let's solve for remote workers first. And then it's easier to pull all the in-person stuff back in, like the toilet times or other TVs, because that's we already know how to do that. So how do we make sure we solve for that experience and especially those company-wide town halls or where we may just have this company Feisty Friday just on Zoom instead of in person? Again, it, there's nothing wrong with labeling something a pilot for the first few weeks or months to see how it goes and then pivot. It's very important to stay agile. COVID's ta- taught us that we have to continue to use that same philosophy moving forward.
0: Chris, thanks again for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for the time,
1: Brian.